like do you remember a band that like joe Belinsky talked about um called dr dog yeah i remember him talking about it but i haven't checked them out dude they released an album this year in 2016 that was like indie folk i guess would be the best way i could describe it Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of Final And we're going back, way back on the warning track. It's at the wall. It's gone. Rajay Davis drilling an eighth inning home run to tie the World Series. And then the rain comes and the tribe lose. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 2016 in Cleveland, Ohio. Here comes a rain, and I say it wasn't all right. Do 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 do. Hey Brian Shaw, do 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, even though it was now what six years ago. We're in the year 2022, and you heard that right, ladies and gentlemen. We are referencing the year 2016, which we had a request to do our top 10 albums from Club. Who'd we get that request from? None other than my sister, Sarah. Let's go. Shout out to Sarah, a fellow Stampede listener. And so, not to digress, but obviously losing that World Series in 2016 was devastating. But I almost feel like the year after hurt even more because we were stacked that year. And not even just stacked. (laughs) No, not even just stacked. We were up two games to zero against the fucking Yankees. Then I remember Aaron just m- making that catch against the wall in the third game and that just changing everything. Oh, that Bar Louie just fifth game going, what the fuck just happened? Um, but we're not here for that. We're yeah. here for the incredible music that came out during this year. And again, if you've listened to before, we've done a lot of album uh, or top tens. And the top tens have mostly been in the nineties. I like I don't think we've done any other ones besides. Yeah, the yeah, 90s. we did 94, 95, 96. And if you watched the 96 episode, you would have heard it then. But the reason why we picked 2016 is our Cleveland Guardians were in the middle of the playoffs and we wanted to channel some good energy. So we picked the year that they went to the World Series last. Or at least that was that was my sister Sarah's reasoning for it. Well, nonetheless, we find ourselves in 2016 diving in through all of the albums. And holy smokes, were there a lot of good ones. Um, I had a list of probably 16 of them. Had to narrow it down to 10. You're going to hear my honorable mentions that just missed the cut. But Klupp, are you ready to dive in? And here's what I have to say before we dive in. We've been pretty matched up in the 90s uh, with kind of our... I don't know, like, like, like there's been a lot of matchups that we've had on both of our lists. And for the reviewers out there or the listeners, I have no idea what Klepp has. He has no idea what I have. We never talked before these, but I have a feeling we're going to have some pretty different lists today. I would concur. I would concur. Well, let's go. It's all going to be good music though. Yeah. Yeah. No, this shit powered me through the end of my college years. So. Um, let's start out. I'm going to kick it off with uh, 
gentleman who we don't talk about too much, not even just on the show, but in general club and the music that we have to dive into. Sitting okay. at number 10 for the year 2016 is Black Star by David Bowie. And this okay. is David Bowie's 26th and final studio album released on January 8th of 2016. And this album is much more experimental than, um, I don't know, his his album before that, which was released in 2013 called The Next Day. Um, he was joined with a huge cast and an ensemble. Um, and... Wow, I'm just looking at some of here. Me and Club are talking about LCD sound system before we uh, started recording. And uh, James Murphy contributed to percussion on this. And uh, you all can go look up who else was on it. But uh, it was, you know, Bowie's parting gift. He actually died two days after this was put out. Wow. And um, yes, yeah, so, like it, it, it was unknown to the public that Bowie had uh, liver cancer. Um, but yeah, two days after, and this album was actually released on his 69th birthday as well. So yeah. it was a whole package, but went on to be critically acclaimed. It was David Bowie's only album uh, to top the U.S. Billboard 200. It won at the 59th Grammys, Best Alternative Album, Best Engineered Album, Best Recording Package, Best Recording Package. And the title track winning best rock performance and best rock song. So this thing, I, again, I haven't dove too deep into David Bowie, which is probably why we haven't spoke about him that much, but this album, everywhere I looked in 2016, it said this album was incredible. And I'm like, what David Bowie 2016? No way this can be just like as much hype as people are saying, but it was, and highly recommend listening to that. Yeah, Bowie's just a guy I haven't really done too deep of a dive into. I just know I know I know all of his hits and honestly I know probably more hits than the average person, but I've never yeah, done like a full plunge into Bowie cuz he's got a pretty big discography. But yeah, I mean, he's pretty good. Hard to argue with that choice. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a little Bowie. Uh so yep, saying that number 10 for Spruce. All right. So for my number ten, I was gonna I'm gonna go in a completely different direction. Briefly talked about this band before we started recording the episode, but I'm going with the album Abandoned Mansion by Dr. Dog. And this is my first time ever listening to a Dr. Dog album. So I don't know if all of their albums sound like this or if this was like a sort of unique sound to this album, but it was almost like a bluesy or folky, like psychedelic rock. It was very different, very good though. And I was reading about this uh, album and I guess they did not. They, there was not a lot of media leading up to it. They just randomly put it on Bandcamp one day. And then, you know, after a little bit of time, then, you know, they put it everywhere. But it they just, like, Blitzkrieg, just boop, full album, Bandcamp. We're not going to, like, tell everyone about it. We're just going to see who notices. And it was, like, a fully professionally recorded and mixed like it not self recorded or produced at all but they still just chose to put on 
band camp randomly for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, recorded at Mount Slippery Studio in Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania. A little over 40 minutes. Abandoned Mansion by Dr. Dog. Hell yeah. I have to absolutely check out Dr. Dog because I remember, yeah, Joe Blinsky talking about him. And that that is why I chose to give it a listen because truthfully, when I started this process, I did not have enough albums to make a list of 10 because most of what I listen to tends to be before the year 2010. So I was like, all right, I'm going to really just dive into this year. And I was, I saw Dr. Dog released an album this year and I was like, Joe said they're a really good band. I'm going to check them out. And I was highly impressed. Very nice. Very nice. Well, continuing at number nine for myself is Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover. Uh, for those who don't know that, and if you don't know that, then wake up, because this man and this album is incredible. So it's the third studio album uh, by Donald Glover. It's a fusion of like psychedelic soul, funk, and R&B and then funk and then more funk and more funk like this shit is nasty and uh it has three singles me and your mama um at least what i think is the most popular one red bone and then uh, terrified and it got a bunch of grammy nominations didn't win but this album at least cover is very iconic uh club go google it right now it's wild awaken my love with an exclamation point at the end and uh, I don't know. Child is just such a unique artist. He, like it, the the way he's a, like Donald. Oh wow, that is different. Yeah, it's very different. And um, and then like yeah, he was on hiatus from social media as well. And then he like announced this. Uh, so it was a big surprise. It was uh towards the end of 2016 in December, and I don't know. I mean this the this album just flashes me back to this year and like. Redbone just sends me to a different universe. So that is sending that number nine for you, boy. Right on. Um, once again, I'm gonna go a completely different direction. You went modern, I'm about to go old. Um, so sitting at number nine, I have the album Keep Me Singing by Van Morrison. And so this album little under an hour this is his 36th studio album the man is an album <laughs> machine and and by by the way he's released like six or seven albums since this one unreal the man's in his 70s and he's just pumping them out and they're still good um so yeah this was like this was very different than any Van album I had ever heard. It was very, I guess, chill, mellow would be the best way to describe it. Like something you would love to hear on just like a gloomy day where it's raining and you're just looking out the window still. And just like appreciating the beauty of the rain falling on a spring morning. It's like that type of vibe. Um, 
nice blend of instruments. I mean, you still got all the horns, all the piano, like you would with any Van album. And I mean, it's just you, you, there's no real holes you can poke at it. It's just a solid all around album. It doesn't have like any songs that are going to tear your face off or anything like that, but it's just a nice, enjoyable listen. Van. Yep. So there we go. Number nine. Keep me singing, Van Morrison. That man's a fucking animal when it comes to making music. Absolutely. Yeah. He's got a new one. I think it's either February or March of 2023. Double disker. Like, <laughs> the man doesn't quit. <laughs> well, I'm going to continue going in an opposite direction. Sitting at number eight is one of the most powerful artists of the 21st century. Beyonce, Lemonade. Okay. And this album, you know, I mean, these songs, again, I was in college, like going out and I would just constantly hear Formation or um, I would hear Freedom as well, um, featuring Kendrick Lamar. Sorry, Hold Up is another great one off this album. Um but yeah man this is uh the sixth studio album by beyonce it's like reggae blues with like soul hip-hop funk like it literally kind of covers everything and um features a handful of people like james blake kendrick as i said the weekend jack white is on this he um did he hell in 2020 the album was placed number 32 on rolling stones 500 greatest albums of all fucking time which is crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, with like current artists and like it's like stuff that just is very radio heavy, you only really mm-hmm. get to hear one song and I like one or two songs. But like when you, again, I say this, I think every single episode we've ever had in our life, listen to an album, how or and songs, how they're supposed to be listened to in an order, it's like transcending and is an unreal experience. So. I did that, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. It was whenever I was in Philly and listened to Lemonade walking around Philly, and I was blasted. All right. So I, again, I'm going to go in a completely different direction. So you got Beyonce, you know, like, very poppy um so coming in at number eight for me i have an album called the astonishing by dream theater this album i believe is their longest album it's over two hours it's 130 minutes on vinyl quadruple disker damn but yeah it's an absolutely crazy album um i believe 32 songs let me get the fact check up in here um but yeah uh this is their third album with uh mike mangini on drums um yep 32 songs confirmed or 34 songs 
Um, but yeah, so this album is like very just, I don't know, Dream Theater put so much time and effort into this. Like there is a full choir, there is a full orchestra, and they use it in like almost every song. Um, and I guess uh, John Petrucci, who is the lead guitarist of Dream Theater, but also the producer on all of their albums, he said that they used the scores for Game of Thrones and Star Wars as like sort of inspiration for this album and just like, you know, gave it a progressive metal sound. Um, but yeah, um, it just like kind of tells this dystopian story and it's it's pretty cool um it, they this could like definitely be used as a movie soundtrack because honestly not too many of the songs have words plenty of them do but plenty of them don't um yeah there's really i don't know it's kind of hard to describe this album it's one you just kind of got to listen to to really know but you also kind of have to be into that genre because 130 minutes like you're in if you're if you're listening to it <laughs> nice 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 so yeah number eight the astonishing dream theater all right number seven for your boy is how to be a human being by glass animals all right and so i saw glass animals as so they released their debut studio album which was called zaba and in they aggressively toured with over 140 concerts in Europe, Australia, U.S., and Mexico, and in 2015. And one of those was at Bonnaroo, which I actually was able to see them, like, front row on, like, Thursday night. It was a crazy experience. Never even, like, heard of them before. And then, so in 2016, the year after, I was very much aware of them. And this album came out, and it's an interesting way they put it together. So the band wrote 11 songs based on 11 different characters many of which were inspired by people they met and stories they were told during their travels while promoting their debut album. And if you look at the cover, each character is portrayed on the album cover and some appear in the music videos for their respective songs. And so, yeah, again, the album cover has those 11 people. And I mean, it's, I don't know if you guys know Glass Animals, uh, those listeners, but like it is a very unique and it's live music, like very synth driven, but they have the bass, guitar, everything going on when you see them live. The energy was unbelievable. Um, for reference, I saw them again last year at this venue called Nautica, which is right down by the Cuyahoga River here in Cleveland, Ohio. And a uh, whole, whole big barge just will pass by when you uh, hear. Uh, <laughs> and then they'll just honk their horns and well, when you're at shows so it's fucking crazy but yeah life itself youth i mean i'm just kind of like, like going down this list like is season two episode three the other side of paradise take a slice popular street like ah oh, this album is so freaking good and definitely my favorite of them so the other side of paradise that's definitely a song that you've showed me and i <laughs> now recognize whenever it comes on dude it's crazy it's just like oh dun, dun, yep. dun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's it in the number seven right on dude the, the trend continues so at number seven, I once again go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. 
and we got hardwired to self-destruct by metallica um another example of a band that just no matter how old they get like the quality of their albums has really not dropped off that like you can throw this album and stack it up against any of their like 90s albums and it's just as good um 77 minutes double disker um every song's like six seven minutes it's just solid and yeah i i don't know if there's like one complaint i might make it's that i didn't have it higher on the list it's such a good album (laughs) (laughs) very nice um but yeah i mean that's what we got hardwired to self-destruct metallica uh it is actually their 10th album and it was the first one in a while that they had self-produced interesting very nice yep so there we go hardwired to self-destruct metallica coming in at number seven for your boy club all right and number six of a spruce is one i think i will find on your list club santana four by santana right on and this is the 24th studio album uh, by santana released in april 2016 a very unique album though as it reunited most of the surviving members from the early 1970s lineup of the band and was the first time that the quintet had recorded together since 1971 santana three and uh yeah i mean this freaking thing has just ripper after ripper i mean the first track yambu wild and then fillmore east i remember just getting destroyed by oh fillmore east is an all-timer all aboard um yeah no this 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 album was great it's very very like i said unique getting all the members. i mean it's i had to like I didn't believe it came out in 2016 because I'm like, okay, I know early 70s Santana 3 came out. Like, why would there not be a Santana 4? Well, it's because they didn't have the members. And then once they recruited them all back, like, pick up right where you left off is how Carlos put it. You you know what's interesting, too, is there was no Santana 2. They had the self-titled in 1969. And then the second album was Abraxas. That's Santana too. And Santana <laughs> three just comes in and just gives you that jungle strut. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, me personally, three is my favorite album. Yep, I think we can find some consensus there. But Santana four sitting at number six. All right. So coming in at number six for me, we're getting a little more mainstream, if you will. And I have the album Revolution Radio by Green Day. And so this album came at an interesting time for Green Day. So um, if we go back to the 2000s, I mean, they were already a very popular band, but they released American Idiot in, I want to say, 04. Massively popular, just all over the radio, so many songs. They followed up with 21st Century Breakdown. Not quite as popular as American Idiot, but I mean, in my opinion, it's a better album. Not many people will agree with me, but I'll fight to the death on that battle. I digress. 
that that album is still very successful commercially and then they released three albums in a row uno dos trace and those commercially flopped whether you like them or not the public in general did not so after that they released this album revolution radio and so the stakes are very high because for green day at this junction in their career this is where it's like all right they're old now and they're not no longer making good music or uno dos trace was just a swing and a miss and the boys are back and that's exactly what happened uh, the boys are back revolution radio is such a good album such a worthy addition to green day's catalog um there are two songs in particular that I would argue are maybe in my top 10 Green Day songs. I don't want to necessarily say that that's for sure because uh, I mean, Green Day has so many good songs, but Bang Bang and Still Breathing. I believe both of those are singles. Yep, sure are. Um, yeah. Both of those songs are just amazing. There is not a bad song on the album, though. And it is, like, just about everything you would expect um, from a Green Day album. Like, could not recommend it enough. If you sort of checked out after Uno Dos Trace, go listen to this album. It will give you faith in the boys. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes, Green Day, I am open if you want to hire me as your PR. <laughs> open for anything, Belay. All right, so coming in at number five, Spruce, is another name that we have not talked about a lot in general, Club, um, who plays sick, nasty bass lines. I'm pretty sure he, uh, well, I know for a fact he does. I don't know if it's on every single one of these tracks. But he's he's the artist laying it down is the Divine Feminine by Mac Miller. Okay. And Mac is obviously a rapper, but like his backing tracks, and I, honestly, a lot of rap backing tracks have or are fantastic and incredible. We were just shouting out Chalk Elhoon, a previous guest too. Came across one of his uh, back songs today, and it was just incredible. And the uh, yeah, some of these backing track so this is uh, mac miller's fourth studio album of uh, features like kendrick lamar the sanderson pack ty dollar sign ariana grande uh, dang is an incredible song off of this um I'm trying to think my favorite part is another great one cinderella yeah there's that like and they're all just thumping basses like i really can't get out of my head uh, when i start hearing these um but yeah so many of these songs again just drilling me in college and uh will still drill me now rest in peace mac miller but club we gotta take a dive into uh young mac yeah yeah truthfully just an artist i've like i just don't know much about like i can't say that i like really like him or don't like him because i'm i just i don't know if i really know much of his music at all I mean, I, just I will considered... take your word yeah. for it. Yeah, <laughs> no. I will definitely take a dive. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll definitely take a dive because there's honestly more I need to explore with Mac Miller as well. But all in due time, that's at number five. 
right on. So now here's where things get a little bit tough. But for me, coming in at number five is an artist that I have sort of started to really get into recently. And I am just going to pull up the full name of the album because there are so many fucking words in this album name that I don't want to mess it up. So the name of the album is I Like It When You Sleep For You Are So Beautiful Yet So Unaware of It by the 1975. So this is the 1975 second studio album. In my opinion, it is their best album. Double Disker, I've listened to this band's full discography. So, I yes, I would definitely say this is their best work. Um, there are just so many good songs on this. The bass lines in this album are just so funky. Um, but yeah, songs Love Me, She's American, uh, somebody else this must be my dream like paris nana like ah there's just so many good songs on this um yeah uh this style of music was definitely and still is popular now but this style of music is very popular in 2016 so they're definitely there's definitely a lot of competition for the 1975 when Oh, what's going on on your screen, Spruce? I think I know what's coming next for you. <laughs> there, there's definitely a lot of competition for the 1975 when they put out this album because there's so many bands in this genre releasing music at this time. And I don't know, this one I think was the best from that genre at that time. So coming in at Number five for your boy, Clep. One more time. It is, I like it when you sleep, for you are so beautiful, yet so unaware of it. 1975. Over to Spruce for number four. Let's not waste any time. Dark necessities are part of my design. <laughs> the getaway by the red hot chili peppers and if this is your first time listening if you are actually still listening to this this far into it i give props to you you see me with my shirt off because i am performing as the boys do <laughs> Pops off. red hot chili peppers coming in at number four of the getaway the 11th studio album of the red hot chili peppers uh it was produced by danger mouse who replaced rick rubin after 25 years and six albums as the band's producer the final album with guitarist Josh Klinghoffer, and uh, it made its debut at number one in ten different countries. I mean, Dark Necessities, Go Robot, Goodbye Angels. I mean, I, like people are so weird sometimes diving so deep into just the aura of uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they're like, "Oh my God, Josh Klinghoffer, this can't be one of the best albums or something like that." And I'm like, "Shut the fuck up! This album is incredible and still." shines with red hot chili peppers and honestly is like incredible like like it really really is features so many horns as well and a lot of just deep tracks i named like uh the like popular ones but i mean detroit is another great one 
which we thought we were maybe gonna get, but they didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the longest wave, uh, we turned red. Um, yeah, I don't know. This this album's great. Red Hot Chili Peppers, back to you, clap. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, this was mine at number four as well. <laughs> so, hey. Well, we'll just keep talking about this. Um, and so this has never came up in any of our other Chili Peppers episodes, but I am just curious between I'm with you and the getaway, which is your favorite of the two Josh albums? For me, it's this one, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, I honestly think it is this one. I honestly didn't know much of I'm with you until you added some of them to the shuffle. Um, it has I'm with you is an amazing album too. Like, I, yeah, like, like did I what know you were saying is spot on. Like a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers fans shit on these two albums because they don't have Frusciante, and it's fair. Like there is an element that is missing with him not there, but they like some of their best songs are on these two albums. Yeah, no, they really are. They just drill. Like, Go Robot is such a fun song. I remember someone, uh, one of my dad's friends just being like, you guys should cover this song. I think you could pull it off. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Just Go <laughs> robot and <laughs> Yeah, it, it's great. I'm glad we found some uh, consensus in our list sitting at number four with the getaway. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Up to this point, there had been no overlap <laughs> with our lists, which is definitely different than the three nineties ones that we've done. So, yep. We so, enter the yep. top three. Here we go. Now here's where things get very interesting. I know one of mine, I would be surprised if you had on there and so sitting one at of number mine, three. I'm pretty sure you do have sitting at number three for Spruce is coloring book by chance the rapper okay and holy fucking smokes about this album like this 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 is the album right here yeah i honestly almost put this first which just should tell you about what these next two albums will mean to me but you know chance has such a unique voice such a unique way of portraying and like in the early 2010s like he was just getting this start he um, had his like, uh, I forget his first album's name, but he, uh, yeah, he put out two other mixtapes before this, and uh, but this is the one. This is the one that has just like all of the hits that I constantly listen to over and over again. Going down, all we got, no problem, blessings, same drugs, angels, juke jam, all night, and then the blessings, uh. The, the, the the second one that they have at the end that features a lot of different people like Ty Dollar Sign, Anderson Pack. Like this album is such a collaborative experience that uh I don't even know. It's like hip hop fusion with gospel, um, with just unbelievably just flowing raps and cheesy just things. And then parties with no problems and all we got. I don't know. I could go on about this album. This is just an unbelievable like collection of songs all together. I I have a question that yeah. perhaps you know the answer to. What makes it technically a mixtape? That's a that's a well. So I'm clicking right here. 
is a compilation of music typically from multiple sources recorded onto a medium. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just clipped or clicked on mixtape. Um, yeah, no, because I I'm always curious when like like it's it's usually typically in rap or hip hop, but like an artist's album will be considered like a mixtape. I'm like, well, why is it a mixtape versus like a regular album? Because I'm like seeing the features on here, like Justin Bieber, Lil Wayne, Two Chains, Kanye West, like. When I think of mixtape, I think of like something like a kid made in their basement that's like passing yeah, I, around the street, which is obviously not this. If it has like you know Justin Bieber and I, I think it's just kind of how you portray it. I don't know. There's certain words that are just kind of a little bit in, in, interchangeable. Like I don't know. Like like read it in here. It just says the line between a released bill as a mixtape and one referred to as a studio album or extended play has become increasingly blurred. Okay. So I think it's just like, I don't know how you want to portray yourself, whether you could be a singer songwriter or you could be an artist. It's still kind of the same shit. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yep, that is number three. All right. So coming in at number three for me, which I have a feeling will be one of your next two is the life of Pablo Kanye West. Some will say this is Kanye's best album. It's up there for me. I would not say it's his best, but it is a wonderful piece of art. So many good songs on this album. Um, yeah, I mean, this is sort of like Kanye's sound really like sort of takes a turn after the 808s and Heartbreak album. Um, I feel like this is sort of the pinnacle of that sound um, after this album he kind of stays with it but it's just not as good honestly donda the album that came out last year in 2021 does a very good job of coming close to pablo like it is a really good album but yeah i mean pablo i mean it's very similar to dark twisted fantasy I'd flip a coin between those two as to which I like more, but I think I'd give the edge to Pablo and yeah, Don does like right there behind it. But those three albums, like all kind of have the same sound and I would throw the album that he did with Jay-Z in there too, but it's also a little different because it has a lot of Jay-Z's twist on it, but yeah, just an incredible album, a, classic just from the 2010s as a decade like just one of the defining albums of that decade of this genre um not much more to say about it like everyone knows it everyone has heard a lot of the songs on the radio kanye west life of pablo number three produced or co-produced as well by rick rubin Damn, Slick Rick. Isn't it good indeed? All right, so sitting at number two for Spruce is going to be an album that may surprise some people. It is Untitled, Unmastered by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, it did not surprise me. <laughs> it probably shouldn't because I talk about this album so much. So this is the 
unreleased you know, a collection of the unreleased demos that originated during the recording of Lamar's album To Pimp a Butterfly from 2015. In a sense, these were the ones that didn't make the cut for To Pimp a Butterfly. Come here, girl. How? I don't know. But I listen to that To Pimp a Butterfly and I understand every time I go back. But this album. So I remember when this came out. It was spring break. Uh, Yep, it was spring break. And I was in my garage with some people doing some things that involved take that as you want and <laughs> i just remember getting destroyed so there are titled track or, or i think it's just called like untitled one untitled two untitled three all the way down to untitled eight untitled two is wild it it kind of goes through like all different like races and and uh like not 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 all different races but he just goes through like what did the white man say what did the indian say what and he just keeps going back and forth it's like very very cheesy and then untitled three goes right into levitate 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 uh i mean i don't know i'm not gonna go through all this and then number seven levitate comes back Untitled 8, Blue Faces. Like, I still listen to these things constantly, on repeat. It is unbelievable that, again, they didn't make it, but it makes sense, and I'm just glad at least we got to hear it. Uh, one of my favorite Kendrick albums altogether. Um, definitely top three Kendrick albums for me. Uh, but Untitled and Unmastered, Kendrick Lamar coming in at number two. Right on. So, yeah, coming in at number two for me is just an album by one of my favorite bands, Fish, Big Boat. Um, yeah, this album is crazy. 66 minutes, double disker. Um, they definitely took some chances with this album. And to me, it paid off. Like the, some of like their live staples are just on this album. Like No Men and No Man's Land. That is like since they released this album, that is one of their most played songs live. Um, Blaze On is another one, just like played live very frequently by this band, who is obviously known for their live music. Um, but yeah, the very different. Um, the song "Home." If there's one song I could tell you to go listen to off this album, it would be "Home." The last song in the album, "Patricor," is over 13 minutes. Like, it's just a crazy album. It's one of the stronger ones in Fish's catalog, in my opinion. Um, like this was 2016. They're first album came out in 1989 most of their best albums came out in the 90s i would say um but once you turn the page to the 2000s so from like 2000 on this has got to be like one of their best three albums that they've put out um yeah uh just amazing album if you're into jam bands listen to it Big boat by fish number two. Fish, fish, pasta, pasta, fish, fish, pasta, pasta. 
You know what that's from? I do not. That's what the uh, common folk chant when Bruce Wayne is climbing up the mountain, or not the mountain, like that hole in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> huh. So I, Batman is a movie I've actually seen. <laughs> and they go do it without the rope, and they're not actually chanting that, but it kind of sounds like they're going fish, fish, pasta, pasta, fish, fish, pasta, pasta. <laughs> Uh, all right. Sheesh. The all right. Come. The grand finale of, of us all. Sitting at number one for Spruce is The Life of Pablo by Kanye. Uh, <laughs> We've already touched on before with Club, but I mean, this is definitely a top three Kanye album for me. Um,. Literally, I keep saying, got me through college, but like this, I I, I will never forget when Fade came out. Club, you were actually at my house. It was when we, uh, we had an old band that called Dango Pack, and we uh, performed in my backyard. It was at my backyard show, and Fade came out that Friday, and it was on that Saturday. And I remember just bumping Fade after that show and just being out of my mind. Like, what is this base? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but, I mean, uh, like this album, straight from the start, Ultralight Beam features a little bit of chance, features a whole choir. To Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 and gets a little vulgar. Straight to Part <laughs> 2, Panda, Panda, Panda. I mean, you go into famous where he, like he's just calling out these swifts calling out everyone like that shit's nuts and then it goes yeah into a handful of great songs uh right to waves at number 10 mm -hmm. um no more parties in la uh, yeah oh that's a good one yeah no more parties in la is one that smacks um but that fade, I mean, highlights, freestyle for it. Like, I don't know. I, I just think this album, I mean, like half of it is just like songs I could just put on repeat. Um, So it's just an incredible, incredible collection. Again, I vividly remember this tour and the one he canceled it. <laughs> we had a old uh, interview with uh, Lily Richards who said she was at that show when Kanye walked off the stage when Kim Kardashian, like, got got like jumped. Yeah, she was robbed or something. Yeah, she was robbed. In France, or... I don't know. No, there's a couple uh, experiences, or I think Connor Ebsner mentioned another one during that as well. Uh, but yeah, what a crazy, crazy album! Great collection. Sits at number one, 2016. Right on. Mine is also one that you've already. Selected on your list, Spruce, and that is Yumbo. Yep, Santana Four by Yumbo. Santana. Yumbo. Um, yeah, I mean, this album is just crazy. Like, I am just always amazed at again artists who age like with their body, but not their musical ability. And this is seriously one of Santana's best albums. I think it's no surprise that it just happens to be one where they got, you know, most of the surviving members from that early 70s lineup that put out so much good music. Um, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, if there we we talked about it a little bit earlier, it's the longest song on the album. But if there's one from this one that you could just go back and listen to, it's Fillmore East for sure. Um, Love makes the world go round is really good. Choo choo, blues magic. That's another one. Um, yeah, blues magic. That's one. Like yeah, just listen to no matter what. Come as you are. Forgiveness. Both of those two are very strong you and i it's a double disker like i don't know the it's it's just mind-blowing to me at like how good of an album this is and this guy like the first album came out in 1969 and here we are 2016 i feel pretty confident that this album would fall within my top 10 favorite Santana albums. It is that good. And that is why as much work as Kanye and fish put into their albums, Santana takes the cake because this is just, it is a absolute masterpiece. Please press more copies of it because I've been trying to buy this fucking shit for a year now. Let's press <laughs> it, boys. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, I want to give some honorable mentions that just missed my cut. Uh, one was Joanne by Lady Gaga, which is giving me a million reasons to let you go. <laughs> That just missed the cut. Um, White Album by Weezer. Um, oh, yeah, that is a good one. Collage EP by the Chainsmokers, which is just four songs, but has uh, the Don't Let Me, Don't Let Me. Wait, I think so. Now I'm going to have to look at it. But I know it has... Um... Sorry. I'm trying to type it in. It has uh closer and then yeah it, and then it has don't let me down as well it's a five song EP um but yeah that almost made my list uh and then just views by Drake blonde by Frank Ocean which is a great album and then anti by Rihanna is another great one that has the work 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 and so yeah those were my honorable mentions um. Club, do you have any animal mentions, or you just want to run through our top ten? One more so, time? so one of them you hit um, was the White Album by Weezer, and then the other one would be Nonagon Infinity by King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. Yeah. That band is an album producing machine. Somehow, this was the only album they put out this in that year in 2016. For reference, this year, 2022. They have released five. Yep, five albums. Um, yep. I believe they released five in 2021 as well. So, yeah. Um, not a got affinity. It's a good one, but it did just miss the top ten. All right. Recap. All right, to recap, Spruce's top ten, sitting at number one. The Life of Pablo by Kanye. And number two, Untitled Unmastered Kendrick Lamar. Number three, Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper. Number four, The Getaway, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Number five, The Divine Feminine by Mac Miller. 
Number six will be Santana 4 by Santana. Number seven is How to Be a Human Being by Glass Animals. Number eight is Lemonade by Beyonce. Number nine is Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino. And number 10 is Black Star by David Bowie. All right. And so for Clep's top 10, at number one was Santana 4 by Santana. Number two, Big Boat by Fish. Number three, Life of Pablo by Kanye West. Um, number four, uh, what did I pick we, for number it's, four? It, it's the getaway. We had the same one. That's right. <laughs> the getaway by Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> number five was I Like When You Sleep For You Are So Beautiful Yet So Unaware Of It by the 1975 um number six to uh, why, why where's your I list where's your list <laughs> i deleted after i said it oh my lord i can't remember <laughs> ladies and gentlemen clap number is... seven number seven was hardwired to self-destruct by metallica wait green number... day was in there that's what it was. Number six was Revolution Radio by Green Day. Number seven was Hardwired to Self-Destruct by Metallica. Um, you got to make a graphic for this episode. How are you going to remember this? <laughs> hey, if you want to hear 8, 9, or 10 from Team Club, you're going to have to go back and listen to this once more. <laughs> Number nine was Keep Me Singing by Van Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. And this is how you know we keep it real on the vinyl style. We keep it so real, but uh, let us know who has the best top 10 and uh, let us know if we should do another year or if we should do another top 10 of like an artist or like think of anything cool and we'll fucking do it. And let us know who has the better short term memory skills. I think we could just got a knockout punch on that one. <laughs> oh, well, besides that, my name is Spruce. I'm Clep. This has been another episode of Vinyl Stallion. <laughs>